Considering the role technology will play in the future of education is now a key focus for school leaders. At Exertus Ireland, together with Microsoft, we're here to support schools every step of the way with powerful tools to help create brighter futures. Talk to us today about solutions for your school. Visit exertus.ie forward slash Microsoft Teaching and Learning. Exertus.ie forward slash Microsoft Teaching and Learning. Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland on News Talk. Nothing energises me more than seeing the longer stretch in the day and the sun shining again. Uh, we're well on our way through spring at this stage and of course that means flowers are in bloom once more. So being inspired by the tulips and daffodils growing in my garden for this week's industry review, I wanted to speak to three people in the flower business to see how they're getting on. I'm delighted to join to be joined this morning by Claire Ryan, the co-owner of The Crate. Anna Finley is the owner of Blooming Amazing Flower Company. And Britta Baranowski uh, of the Flower Field in Wicklow and the former chair of the Irish Flower Farmers of Ireland also joins us. So ladies, you're all very welcome to the programme. Uh, Claire, we might start with you, if we may. The crate. I know simplicity is your mantra. Tell us more about your business. Yes, simplicity definitely is our mantra. Um, so the mission for the crate is basically making flower delivery beautifully simple. So we just looked at the flower industry when we were setting up the crate and we just always wanted an online business. Um, but we wanted to really simplify the buying model. We looked at the States and in the UK and all of the different kind of like businesses that were emerging in sort of subscription models of that. And when we moved back to Dublin, we just looked at sort of the flower delivery industry in Ireland and thought it might need a little bit of a disruption. Um, Rather than almost going onto a website and there can be so much choice and so many price points, very overwhelming. (laughs) And so we just decided, okay, let's pair this back. The sentiment behind sending flowers is huge for us. So there's always so much meaning that goes into why people send flowers. And so we found that like delivery systems and really kind of clean operations, that's very important. And that's something that we've put a huge emphasis on. But it's also sometimes the flowers themselves get missed and they kind of get forgotten and they have a short shelf life or they kind of arrive and they're a little underwhelming compared to the thought that goes in behind sending flowers. So so as I understand it, then you 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 come up with a weekly program where it only entails 15 different types of flowers and two price points now i love the simplicity of that model (laughs) because it's like it's it's easy to market (laughs) it's it's you can see what you're getting the price points are clear yeah yeah and has has that model worked for you it's really worked we're growing like hugely and i think the biggest thing is almost like we always take on board what our customers are saying to us and that's like led us in a lot of different business decisions and the biggest thing that we get told from Google reviews or just from our customers contacting us after they've received the flowers is I love how beautiful the flowers were and I love how simple it was to order them. So we're hoping that we're kind of okay. on the right path. I think you might be on the money here. <laughs> Let's bring in uh, our, our second guest, Anna uh, from Blooming Amazing. Uh, Anna Finley, Blooming Amazing Flower Company. Now, you're a veteran of the e-commerce scene because you first went online in 1998. Tell us more, Anna. Yeah, we did. Um, we were probably very early into that uh, that part of the business, but we just thought um, we were fairly new to flowers actually at that stage. But we thought um, e-commerce was the way to go, and we've we've always had that as one of the uh, the main channels probably coming into our um, our shops. Um, it, it it really 
I would see ourselves as a as a, a full service florist. So we would have people in the shop. We would have people online. We would do weddings. We would do large events. We do a lot of hotel work. You know, weekly arrangements into places like the the Marker, and um, the Conrad places like that. So. Um, my my main mantra is to keep flower shops on the high street. I think it's really really important that we have lots of small businesses in uh, on our high streets. I think it keeps inter it interesting for the uh, for the general public. Yeah, no, I think it's, you're yeah. I, Anna. You you you're Scottish originally. What brought you to these shores? Uh, an Irishman, actually. There you go. I knew that was going to be the answer. <laughs> Love and flowers, all, all very. So, so, and just tell us a little bit about your business, if you would. Uh, you, you, I know you had a number of retail outlets at at, at different I'm stages. Sorry. We did. We had a few. We were at three at one point. Just when the recession hit, um, we had three um, outlets: one in Dawson Street, one in Fox Rock, and the original one in Ranla. Right. Um, rents. I mean, again, I think rents are one of your bugbears as well. Rent is so high in 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 Ireland, and. I hung on as long as I could because I had such lovely staff members and I really didn't want to kind of give in. But eventually I had to. Um, and luckily we own the building in Ranla. So without that, I think I think we would, I don't know if we'd still be here actually. Right. Um, it was, it went, it went from highs. I mean, the beginning of 2008 was probably our best year ever. Um, and overnight in September 2008, Dawson Street in particular went from <laughs> yeah. zero to zero, basically. And and again, you know, you, you probably are well aware of this, Anna, but the city centre is still not back to anything near where it was. You know, it's no. it's it's going to be the last place to recover, unfortunately. So yeah. ho hopefully, but I totally agree with you. We do need small independent shops to keep the vibrancy uh, and Absolutely. to keep the cities alive and indeed yeah. the towns right across the country. We'll come back to you in a second, Anna. I you just want to bring in our third guest and our third guest is, is Britta Baranowski, the owner of the Flower Field in Wicklow and former chair of the Irish Flower Farmers of Ireland. Now, Britta, you come at this maybe put a slightly different angle. Tell us a little about your business. I do, mm -hmm. yeah. I had that same um, situation that, that in 2008, um, I, I was working as a landscape architect, as a consultant for Carlow County Council, and it just dropped. You know, there just were no more jobs. So I I then decided out of necessity, I need a smaller product and I need um, I need a, a exposure to people. Uh, and that's how I came up with the idea to grow flowers okay. and then to sell them at the market. And basically, I have been doing that ever since. Uh, I still sell at the market. At the moment, I sell at Black Rock Market on a Saturday. And um, you started in an escorty market, was that I right? I started in an escorty. Yeah. I started small because I had only just a few flowers and I just sold what I had. And I was there for four years and then I slowly went to Dublin. Okay. Um, and can I ask you then as a flower grower, uh, why do more people not grow flowers in Ireland? Surely our climate is reasonably good for, 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 for the growing of said flowers. I don't know, to be honest. I think it's uh, when I first came to the market, people were just astonished and said, you grew them? You grew <laughs> them here in Ireland? That couldn't be true. Right. Um, it, and what type of flowers I, do you grow primarily? I grow 
all of them. You right. see, because I I sell directly to the customers, I am trying to have as long a season as possible. So I start with the bulbs, uh, the daffodils, the tulips, and then I end with the um, dahlias um, and right. anything that that dies with. So rest that brings frost. you from what April to October? Um, yeah. Um, Middle of March, if I'm lucky. Yeah. <laughs> so it's good to get Mother's Day in if you can. And um, then um, end of October, if if I'm lucky. And then I go back for Christmas with Christmas wreaths and so as well. And just in the last few years, I started to dry flowers as well. So now I'm mixing fresh flowers and dried flowers uh, at the end of the season where I might not have enough or not enough interesting flowers. Um, so okay. um, that sounds very interesting. Works well as well. OK, now, folks, uh, if you've got any texts that you want to send us in here about flowers, about arrangements, about uh, how you grow them, how you display them, how you arrange them, uh, 53106, it'll only cost you 30 cent and I'll uh, release our experts to you there. They they know a lot more than I do about this subject. Let's go back to you, Claire. Um, in terms of your experience pre-setting up the craze, you worked in a few different places. Uh, um, well, where did you gain your knowledge of, of the floral industry? So I actually didn't work in the flower industry previously to setting up the craze. Um, I worked in buying and then I worked in PR. For, um, within the fashion industry. Right. So I actually came at the crate uh, along with my um, business partner, Steph. She also worked in the fashion industry, but in visual merchandising and graphic design. So we kind of had complementary knowledge, but not of flowers, but actually of more design. And that's why it's a very design-led business um, that we actually choose the colour palettes weekly. We design the flowers. We've gotten to know the flowers because we spent the first year literally understanding each season, all of the different varieties of flowers that come through every season. Um, and that was kind of the biggest education for okay. us. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we do hear stories about, you know, uh, the waste that might happen in the industry in, in, in places like Holland. Yeah. Uh, even though I know they're very efficient as a nation, but I remember seeing you know, some disturbing photographs in the past of, yeah. of, of, of a lot of waste. And you would like to think that if somebody goes to the trouble to grow something, that A, that they get paid for it and B, that somebody gets to enjoy it. That's absolutely, um, that's actually a big focus of ours because I think that's where we don't carry so many different variations of flowers that you can order. We order to basically fulfill the following week so we design our flowers we order to an estimated sort of forecast quantity that we're going to sell but because it's one style we actually have a very low waste so at the end of the week on a Friday we want to see empty buckets yeah. <laughs> and basically there is a very small minimal waste and that we actually put into our marketing budget so then we send our flowers out to just kind of like develop the name of the crate and that and send it out to different sort of influential people um, but we're very aware of that and I think that's where we don't commit to sort of selling a dozen roses or all of these different kind of more traditional style flowers. We change with the seasons and okay. we change weekly. That's... And it's been quite a good way of managing our waste. Well, that sounds really, really interesting. Anna, can I go back to you and uh, ask you about maybe the difference in the business? You know, you talk about being online in, in 1998, all those years ago. How has the business changed from your perspective uh, as somebody who's been in it so long? Um, well, I think I think customer service has become even more important. I mean, online, 
it's it's lovely to get orders online but people are still looking for the the customer service even in, in that element you know it's, it's getting back to them saying your flowers have been delivered um if there's a little mistake in some of their message a lot of people don't actually put their name at the end of their message we you know you've got to follow up on these little details that's really important um and it's a bigger part of our business i think uh it's you know from a retail point of view from say just purely retail not the uh, wedding side of it or corporate side of it it's probably now 50% of our business, whereas yeah. it would have probably back in, you know, it would have been a very small part of the business uh, back in, in the late 90s. So that that's really changed. Um, but I think there's a swing back. I mean, I think, yeah, people love to go online. We all love using Amazon when we have to and all these things. You can get anything you want so the same day. But I think it's the, it's the making sure that like, we have a team of drivers who actually only drive for us. So each each bouquet is delivered by hand and so we know it's got there we can have a, a picture of it sent to the the customer so i think those little things are what people yeah. are looking for now they they want the service as well as the the convenience of being online yeah and can i ask you this anna uh, with with the two years that we had through COVID, which were you know very challenging for lots of sectors if you had no weddings no corporate business um was it was it displaced by people sending flowers to each other just to cheer each other up or or was it a very tough two years well we had the, we had 11 weeks when we were the shop was completely closed so we actually took that time to kind of redesign our whole website so we launched with a new website which really did help us um and it, we, 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 it was lovely because ranla is such a lovely village feel to it and we had initially the day we came back we had so many people coming to the door and said oh my gosh it's lovely that you're open again and you know it was just really nice and people were buying lots of plants and sending flowers to people um so yes it, it was it was actually it worked really really well for us and having upgraded the online helped because then we went back into full lockdown after the following Christmas, um, which was kind of the weirdest thing ever when we could, you know, sell, we could deliver, but we couldn't, we couldn't actually let people in the shop. Yeah. So we, we went through a whole Mother's Day and Valentine's Day, which from a, an organizational point of view was really difficult because you had to have all your products there, you know, you had to have everything in and then store it and then send it out in one day, a little bit of a logistics nightmare. But for from for us, yeah, it was, I mean, people were just so good and so accommodating and um, yeah, okay. we had lots and lots of orders. We were very lucky. Right now, there's a, a lot of questions coming in, but there's one that's come in a number of times and uh, maybe Britta will help me with it. Uh, hi, hi, Bobby. Could you ask your guests how to keep fresh cut flowers fresh for the longest possible time in a vase at home? Is it vase or vase? That's the question. Uh, <laughs> and also, how long should roses actually last after you buy them if you put them in water? I suppose it's the same question that comes in from Karen. Uh, can, can you help me with, with that, Britta? Well, the principle is always um, keep them as cool as possible. So don't put them into sunlight window with sunlight or beside the heating. And I advise customers to change the water every other day. Right. And um, then maybe recut the stems um, when you receive them as well. Does the length of sense. the stem make any difference? Absolutely. The shorter the stem, the longer they will last. Okay. The fresher the flowers, the better they will last. Yeah. Which means if they're grown here and haven't had to travel, you know, they will last longer. Uh, so Irish grown flowers will be better. So if we're if we're uh, importing as as many of our florists do uh, flowers in from Amsterdam would those flowers be how old would they be when they get here even though I see 
you know, trucks coming over through the night and all that. But but you're going to lose a few days at oh, least, aren't you? Yeah, they're very efficient. <clears throat> you have to give it to them. They're brilliantly organized. But um, they are, I don't know, I would imagine four or five days, yeah. actually. Mm, but... And tell me then about uh, garage flowers, uh, petrol forecourt <laughs> flowers. Are they the enemy in your world? Uh, no, not really. I just think it's a As waste. somebody who's bought it's them. A... <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you, what's no, your objection but, but, to petrol forecourt flowers? Uh, I just think it's something we can no longer afford for environmental reasons, if nothing else. Um, it, it's a waste. It's just a waste of flowers. Most of them go over. But I want to mention the Flower Farmers of Ireland because um, six years ago, we founded 20 people about got together. Now we are about 75 um, members. And, and, and your members and are all <clears throat> growers of flowers. They're all growers of flowers. Isn't that great? Now, the, the way I set up my business, you know, I ended up selling because that was the only way. But we now have win many more people that are actually happy to to sell to florists that are looking for that opportunity and that are very happy to to just what we need. The next step that need, we need now is for florists to approach Irish flower growers yeah. and, and even just if they get a portion, you know, I'm not saying we can cover all of the imports at the moment, no, uh, but we can make a start. No, I think that's great. Uh, and I, I, but I, I assume and maybe the other ladies will confirm this, but I assume that there were probably problems with the consistency of supply in the past in that there wasn't too many people growing flowers in that, that the available yeah. stock would have been perhaps a little sporadic. Um, yeah. Or is that fair to say or not? It is, but it's also as a grower, if I'm growing for the market as I do, I grow differently than I would grow if I want to supply a florist. Right. So I'm really, I'm not interested in having hundreds of, of one type of flower because I can't sell them that quickly. So I'm, I'm looking for different things. But we have now enough people that, that would be interested in growing for okay. florists. And Anna, so, what do you make of that? Uh, Irish, uh, Irish, Irish flowers from Irish suppliers? Yeah, well, so I, I've had an Irish supplier for the last 25 years. Um, Brendan Goodman, he's from Dundalk, and I think his father before him grew flowers. So I would buy lilies, Alstroemeria, uh, Freesia. Sometimes he has lovely um, Sweet William. So it, it, again, it's very, it is quite seasonal. It's really from March until, until October, the season would be. Right. So I buy from him every week. I would also buy all my foliage locally as well. It all comes from Red Cross and uh, in, I think it's in Wicklow. Um, so whatever possible. I mean, it, it makes sense. And I, I don't, again, I don't understand why we don't grow more flowers because we do have that kind of temperature where it's not too hot, it's not too warm. But I think it may be the, um, the investment, you know, really to do it on a large scale. It needs okay. um, greenhouses, well, etc. Well, I'm very encouraged to hear Britta and her 75 uh, associates mm. that are in a position because I, I think that could really influence uh, the whole industry. Absolutely. I'm going to give the last word to you, Claire, uh, in terms of uh, buying Irish, sustainability, yeah. uh, all things I think that are true to your heart. Absolutely. I think um, Britta and I were actually speaking before this. Um, just I think it's definitely really good to be opening up that conversation between 
sort of flower growers and flower flower retailers. And it's also something that um I was actually saying the subscription model could be something because it allows you kind of plan ahead when yeah. you have subscriptions. So it could be a really interesting way of introducing Irish flowers, but almost drip feeding them in in a seasonal manner and then taking it from there. Because yeah. I think all of us are in agreement that we're letting our customers decide where our businesses are going. Okay, well look, it's been a great discussion. Uh, I've enjoyed every second of it. I want to thank my three guests, Claire Ryan from The Crate, Anna Finley, the Blooming Amazing Flower Company, and Britta Baranowski uh, from The Flower Field. Uh, uh, thank you so much for joining us all, one and all, and we wish you every success. And I hope that the uh, Irish flower growers will go gangbusters uh, Britta, so best luck to you all. Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at 11 on News Talk.